Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host, Mark Bergman. Welcome to another edition of the podcast as we chat about an incredible art exhibition called From Strength to Strength. It was part of Jadame, and it was in collaboration with Lenex, Ometz, Moisha House, A-Link, The Coming Center, and The Y. And joining me are two of the incredible artists that were featured in the exhibit, Kesem Vaknin and Abraham Friedland will be here, plus Lanya McClintock. She's the manager of Lenex. And Lana, I guess we'll start with you. Tell us how the whole idea of the exhibition came together. We had last year in honor of JADEM, Jewish Disability Awareness Inclusion Month, we hosted a virtual vernissage in collaboration with many of the partners that you offered or that you listed rather. Um, We weren't able to do something in person because it was COVID and we thought of the vernissage idea to have online as a way to showcase art that was taking place in the community, especially during a difficult time of the pandemic. Um, and we used the visual or the virtual platform to be able to share that art. But this year we were really excited to be able to host the event in person uh, with the collaborations that you listed. And these community organizations all work towards the efforts uh, that and the values that JADEM represents within the Jewish community and beyond. Um, and all of these organizations also integrate art into the work that we do. So we figured what better way to bring people together in celebration of diversity and inclusion than to have an exhibit that really highlights the amazing talents of artists from young children all the way to senior citizens. So that was kind of the concept and we just wanted to celebrate this, this important month together. And I can't wait to talk to two of those artists in a moment. What I found amazing, Lanya, is how you had uh, six organizations all working together instead of individually in silos. Can you can you speak to that? Sure. Um, well, at LANX, which is the OMET Center for Young Adults, we really feel that working with partners helps us to enhance the effectiveness and the impact of our programming on young adults and um, and the broader community. And so it's always something that we focus on both at Lenex and OMETS. And we knew that each organization had something different to offer. So we have very strong um, relationships with, with the Y and with Coming Center, A-Link, Moisha House, as you listed. And we just knew that the rather than have each of those organizations plan their own event in honor of JADEM, we wanted to bring everyone together and host one event that could be shared across those organizations and across the generations served by those organizations. Uh, Kasim, I saw two of your works of art yesterday. And before we talk about them, tell us a little bit about your uh, artistic background. Okay. Um, I guess I've been doing art since as long as I can remember. I've always loved art. There's never a time I could think of without me like art other than like, and I was like, probably newborn or something, you know? <laughs> uh, I guess now, like, I did art in high school. Like, I was in, like, art excellence class in, in like, high school for a few, few years in high school. And now, like, I'm at Dawson College, where I'm in the visual arts program. But I'm, like, basically done classes there. I'm just finishing up, like, a couple of other classes, like English and Maddie classes. 
But yeah, that's like my background, I guess. Um, and so I saw two of your works of art yesterday. And the one that really stuck out to me is my anxiety monster. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite one. That's why I got it framed because of how much I love that one. It why took a lot of time. I mean, like, yes, like, it's probably the most personal because like, because the anxiety monster represents my mental and physical insecurities about myself. So which are pretty personal. I think I was able to like visualize that really well. Mm-hmm. And just like the details of the uh, like the, the techniques used for like drawing the hair, like the hair of the two characters and just like the background. And I think I just like had, I think I just, that's like the moment, at least when in like CGIP or like I've leveled up in my art practice. And like after that piece, I started making even better stuff or, or equally good stuff after that piece. So it just, it's just like, like my creativity, like really peaked at that artwork. And I just got better from there. What's the feeling like you said that it's really personal. Um, what, what's the feeling like to take something really personal and put it out there for everyone to see? Um, I guess like, cause I'm a pretty open book. So it's not like super scary to like, to like share those things, I guess freeing. Cause like, and I guess it's it's like relatable, like, cause like there's probably like people that struggle with mental health and like disabilities like me. So it's nice to like, to like have artwork that's out there for people to relate to and understand. And also like, so like when I was younger, I, I really did feel like I was understood by like teachers and like other adults cause really cause of my disabilities didn't really understand them or how I, or like how I thought differently than other people. So a lot of my struggles were like, like kids within me. And, like didn't come out so like I struggle a lot with that so like so getting to do that in my art it's like I get to like release that inner struggle and like I guess feel better. Lanya Kesem said uh, relatability and you saw that firsthand the other day with a couple of high school students right? I did yes and I didn't have the chance to tell you this yes yet Kesem. So earlier in the day we were really grateful to welcome many many students probably over a hundred from Herzliya High School and they toured around the exhibit. And I was just walking around and looking at their um, their observations of the art. And there was a group of high school aged boys, I would guess about 15 or 16 years old, who were looking at this piece that we're discussing, discussing the anxiety, my anxiety monster. And they asked me who made this piece of art? It's so amazing. And I showed them the you know, the little sign that said your name and, and what the piece meant to you. And one of them looked at his friends and he said, this is so relatable to me. And I was just oh blown away because I thought it was very brave of that young man to share his connection to this piece of art. And I also was just so happy, Kesem, to tell you that story because you weren't there to witness it, but your uh, art was, later. yeah, your art was, was really speaking to people. So thank oh, you for nice. sharing that. I wish I was there to see that, to see a bunch of dudes being like, whoa, it's so relatable. Yeah. That's like <laughs> yeah. one of my goals, like for it to like actually have happened. So it's really cool. Yeah. How does it make you feel, Kesem, to hear that? I guess like happy. I'm like smiling a bit. So it's like, oh my God, it's so cool. Especially because like, especially since I'm a girl, it's like seeing people of different gender like relating to it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's cool that like my art is not just for girls, like for everybody. So I think that's cool too. That's relatable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, Abraham, your drawing was super, super cool. Can you tell us a bit about it? Tell people who are listening to the podcast who haven't seen your art, tell us a little bit about the one that was on display yesterday. That was a whole comic book. It wasn't just a couple of drawings. It was a whole, it was a whole comic book of a superhero team I made up called Weirdos Unlimited. 
The story takes place in the year 2029, which is post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic world. All nation states have been gone. They're gone. There's no authority except rule of the rifle. And these five, these five characters were all victims of human experimentation. And so they banded together to try to make some kind of a better world. It's a very hard job they have ahead of them. And I've drawn six comics of that series, including one where they find a baby. That was the one that was displayed. I drew one where they met the Jewish community, what was left of the Jewish community in Montreal. And these Orthodox Jews were having their service in the old bus station downtown because that building was not destroyed by the nuclear explosions. And in that story, the Weirdos Unlimited group found that everybody helped out when they were attacked by a group of neo-Nazis. Everybody helped out and they defeated them. And the rabbi said, they'll be back. They are always back. I made Weirdos Unlimited because I've been drawing comic books since I was about seven years old. I drew my first comic book when I was seven. And it wasn't wasn't very good drawings, but I read a book called How to Draw Mar- How to Draw Comic Books the Marvel Way, and I practiced from that book. And I've been drawing comics for a very long time. I have schizophrenia. I've had it, I've had symptoms for fifty years now, and I need to say something about omits because they've done so much for me. It's a lot. They've and they've connected me to a social worker, and when that social worker changed her job. They put me in line to somebody else. Now, that's not heard of. I mean, people, organizations don't do that. It's a tremendous service. I got work at Limerick Cas when they were open through OMETS. I got work at, at Tim Hortons for a while as a busboy. And I put together my tutoring, and that's what I do for a living now is I tutor. I tutor math, science, history, French, geography, just about everything. And by doing that, it, it's very gratifying for me. And I also must remember that OMETS was responsible for this because without OMETS, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here where I am. So Abraham, a- Kessem was telling us about her art and how she draws inspiration um, sort of from, from personal uh, experience and, and from, from inside. Where, where do you draw your inspiration from? It's, it's super creative. And where, so where, where do, how do all those ideas come to you? Those ideas came to me from a lot of comic books. I've read a lot of comic books. I've collected comic books for a long time. And a lot of the drawings I take from comic drawings. I learned to draw from the comic books, especially Captain America, because Captain America doesn't really have any superpowers. So the comic books, the stories have to be incredibly violent, which means there's lots of action. There are a lot of action poses that I can draw from. It's a whole library of different things that I can use, reverse, change, to suit my to suit my comic books. And my brother said, move over, Stanley, Abram Friedland, come back. <laughs> yes, your brother is a smart man. Uh, Abram, how does how does your disability uh, affect your drawings and affect your, your work and creativity? Well, when I was medicated effectively, finally in 1985, the doctor who prescribed me the medication said, you might lose some of your creativity. Are you willing to sacrifice that? And I said, yes. After what I had been through, I was willing to go for it. And in the end, though, I didn't lose my creativity. In fact, it got better because I was able to channel it better. I was able to focus my thinking and focus my energy much more, much more directly. And I was able to create actually better things. I can draw better now than I used to. But because medication and because of treatment and because of a lot of help from OMETs, 
people, a social worker who would listen to what I had to say. And the, I mean, just being given this wonderful opportunity to share my, my comments, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And I owe, the, I owe a lot. Lanya, tell us what's going through your mind as, as you hear uh, you know, Abram and, and Kesem speak about their art and the fact that they're uh, able to put it out there and speak about it and be open about it and express their feelings. It's just a, an amazing, amazing thing. Well, it's a privilege to hear both stories and to be a part of Kesem's journey in the way that, in the small way that I feel I am. Um, and just to hear the impact that OMETS as a human services organization has had Abram on your life is is really touching. And I think that it's a true collaboration. Everything that we do at OMETS and Lenox, and I believe for the other partners who are involved as well, really is a collaboration between um, our program participants, our community members, and our community organization staff. So it's it's a true collaboration and to to be able to see people share their identities and their personal stories in the art is really powerful. We were so excited to host this event in person, but today all of the staff at Lenox, at least we've been saying that we knew it would be good, but it was so much better than we thought it would be. And I think that's really a testament to the personal touch and narrative that each of the works brought to the table. So I'm so glad that we were able to honor everybody's stories and, and talents and efforts in that way. Kesem, can you talk to me a little bit about uh, Linux and uh, your experience? Um, well, I guess I've been with Linux since, uh, I guess since COVID started, actually. I first joined with, uh, before before, uh, before the space was open, it was closed, like, because COVID. So I joined the online, uh, the online group. There was one called Wellness Wednesday. There was, like, like, a trivia group. There was, like, an art group. And then I just started going to those almost every single week. And then, like, I just sort of became part of the community that way. Mm-hmm. And then after when the space finally opened up, I was coming here, like, a few a few times every week to see, like, my social worker, just to hang out. And I just became, like, a, a big part of the community. I just, I just became acquainted with everybody. Like, everybody's super nice here. So it's just nice to be here. It's, like, home away from home. It's, like, mm-hmm. a safe place I could just hang out with them. So it's, like, it's nice to, like, to be able to come to the space whenever I can. Um, can you talk to us about, we, we spoke about uh, My Anxiety Monster. Can you quickly speak to us about uh, Peaceful Slumber? That's your other work of art that was in the exhibit. I guess that one is kind of like partially making fun of myself because I have a pretty messy room. I have trouble keeping it clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought like it would be, but I also thought like, oh, this is kind of like good representation for like my anxiety and mental health because it's so messy. So my room's messy. It's like my brain is messy. It's like a, it's a, it's a sorry, it's a representation for like how messy my brain is. So if I could like use, if I could like paint that as a representation for anxiety and stuff, like my struggles with like ADHD and stuff, that also has an effect. So I'm like clean my room. It like makes it harder. It makes it harder to like, I guess, do simple things like things that are easier for other people, like just hanging out, hanging up like a jacket in like a coat rack. It's like it's like such a simple task for like most people. But for me, it just it takes so much mental effort just to like put it on like close the zipper on it like I just like shove it in because it's like too much mental effort for me sometimes <laughs> mm. I hate doing it Abraham what do you want people to know about artists with disabilities well a disability can actually enhance your creativity it doesn't mean you're crazy it means if you focus your disability if you focus on the strengths you do have focus them and if you do you can create beautiful beautiful things 
And there are some of the most famous people, some of the most famous leaders, some of the most famous artists who were mentally ill. I heard, I remember reading once that Winston Churchill was manic depressive. So whoever goes patriot, patriotic, let them put that in his pipe and smoke it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in Winston Churchill, manic depressive. I feel like with like Asian autism, it's I have trouble expressing myself with my words and just like talking to people. They like they, it's like there's like a blockage in my brain whenever I have to like speak or like write something. It's like so much more mental effort. Like when I draw, I can just like I think of it because I'm more of a visual learner, so I can just think of it visually and then I can just put it on paper. So it's like art is like it's helped me express myself and my emotions in like a way that I wouldn't be able to do with words and writing. That's like that's why that's why art is so important for me. And how do you translate those emotions to art? I mean, well, I guess I would I use my art like artistic techniques to like represent those emotions. Like for example, like using shapes and color, like color theory to represent different emotions, like you know, happiness, yellow, maybe like circled or something, and like anger could be like spikes or like the color red. So that's one way I put my emotions into it. I also like to use characters and figures, like usually myself in my art to represent their emotions and like body language. Like if I'm sad, maybe I'll be slouched over or something, for example. Or if I'm peaceful, like in the peaceful slumber painting, I'll just be like peacefully sleeping there comfortably in a comfortable sleeping position. So use like body language, color, shapes to like represent, to show those emotions. Uh, Lania, you're coming back for a third, I hope, next year. Oh, yes. Well, you might have seen our promotional material. This is the second annual. So we're really looking forward to now that we're so inspired by how well it went and the wonderful contributions and all the input from partners. We're excited to make it even better next year for the third annual. Right, Abram and Kessel, yes. you'll be there. Yes, yeah, for sure. Excellent. Is there anything once we have you on this podcast, anything um, that you want to plug, any activities, any uh, anything coming up that Alanexa will be holding in the next uh, next few months? Great question. So um, Lenex is very active on Instagram. You can find us at LenexMTL. Uh, we also post all of our events on a great events website called JLive that I hope everybody's familiar with. It's an events website for the Jewish community. Um, and yeah, we have weekly workshops here. Um, one thing that Kesem didn't mention, which I hope you're okay with me mentioning, is that um, not only does Kesem benefit from the services at Lenox, but Kesem helps enhance the services at Lenox. So oh, yeah. Kesem has led several art workshops for other young adults in our community, um, watercolor, colored pencil, comic book writing. I don't think I did the watercolor one, that was somebody else. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so we're excited to host more workshops like that um, with Kesem and other young adult facilitators. We had a piece last night that um, a watercolor artist did do using a salt technique. And so we were talking to her yeah. about coming and sharing that. So we always are looking forward to more creative events. Um, we do a quarterly creative arts therapy group. So right now we have a music therapy group going on and hope to do a drama therapy group in the summer. We have a pre-employment program for neurodiverse young adults called Axe Suxe, which is coming up in April. So all of these things you can see on our Instagram page and on our JLive and uh, the partners who were involved in the Vernissage last night also utilize those platforms. So I encourage everybody to look up Cummings, look up A-Link, Moisha House, OMATS, see what everyone's up to. 
And how can people get in touch? With Lennox. So they can find us on Instagram and send okay. us a message. Yeah. They okay. can also email social at lennox.ca. Kasim, yeah. Abraham, Lanya, that was, this was one of my favorite podcasts of the year. I, I love it. I love you Thank guys. You. And, Thank and you. your art was, was just incredible. So happy and so honored to be talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you for doing this. See you Bye. soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspiration News Podcast with Mark Bergman. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.